Well, good morning, everybody. It's so great to be able to bring the word this morning. I hope your week has gone well for you. Anyone new, as um, we mentioned earlier, welcome. Um, It is so great to be able to connect with you in this season. Anything we can do to be able to um, help further connect, any questions you may have, by all means, jump on that website. We would love to connect with you. But would you have thought that 2020 would have brought all that it has brought this year? Would you have imagined or thought that 2020, that we would have been sitting in this place of uncertainty, where we have experienced all these kinds of things that we would have never have dreamed of in January of this year. The fact that our world has experienced a whole lot of hurt and pain through this season. That for each one of us, that there has been different ways that we have experienced this season that has caught us as surprise. That for each one of us, maybe that fact that, you know, jobs have been lost, that there has been um, distance where you can't just freely go and travel and be able to visit your family. Or maybe there has been the case where you thought, I would never have thought that I was going to be a homeschool teacher. All these things that have caught us, the fact that we can't freely just go and hug somebody when you see them. Would you have ever imagined that? Would you have ever pictured that? The thing is that through our life journey, that there will come times where things will be, we'll be confronted with things, circumstances, situations that are very hard, that are very tough, that are seasons that we're going to have to walk through. And the psalm that we've got today, um, it speaks of this just beautiful presence of God that as we journey through every season. Now, I know on Wednesday night, we had an incredible night where we were able to worship and we were able to gather and pray for one another. And that realisation that many people, even today, are facing some challenging, tough times, where they are experiencing um, financial difficulties, where they are experiencing where health and sickness has come, where jobs have been lost, You may not be in that season currently, but we never thought we would be in this season right now. For each one of us throughout our lifetime, we will walk through tough times. We will walk through these spaces. The key is we will walk through them. And the psalm speaks of how we walk through them and who we walk with through them. So this morning, I would love to pray for us that as we open up God's word, that as we read his word, that it would breathe life in us, that as we read his word, it speaks truth in every situation that we face. Can I pray for us? Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for your word. And as we open up your word this morning, my prayer is that the truth of your word would speak to the hearts of every person, that your word would be truth, that your word would bring hope, that your word would raise faith, that as we read your word and know your word and understand that the word is living and alive for us today, that it would do an incredible work in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to open up. This is quite um, a well-known psalm for many. It is Psalm 23, verses 1 to 4. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. 
He guides me along the right path. Even though I walk through the darkest of valley, I will fear no evil, for his rod and his staff, it comforts me. That as we read this scripture, and as we let that meditate on our lives, what we understand with the psalmist here of David as he writes this scripture, and he writes, the Lord is my shepherd. He is writing from a place that is very different on how he describes God here. See, in previous writings, he's writing of God as his rock, his shield, his guide, his shelter, his king. That these um, ways of describing God are very strong, very firm. But now he speaks from this place of my Lord is my shepherd. This idea of a shepherd in the context of the time. A shepherd owned their sheep. And a shepherd in that time, they would do anything to protect their sheep. That they would go and risk their lives to protect their sheep, to be able to care for their sheep, to be able to give everything that sheep need. David himself was a shepherd where he took care of his father's flock. And he himself fought a bear, fought a lion to be able to protect the sheep. He knew what it meant to be able to protect the sheep and guide the sheep. Further on in the scriptures, we see of the good shepherd, where Jesus is our shepherd, where he knows his sheep and the sheep know him. So in this statement where David starts off with this verse, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Because he knows who the shepherd is. He knows what a shepherd does. A shepherd will protect you, will guide you, will lead you, will not let any harm come to you. That's what a shepherd does. And he knew that well of, of his Lord and of his God. And in us, as we, we know of the good shepherd, we know that Jesus is the one who leads us, who guides us, who protects us. This, this opening verse of the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He can write that because of the knowledge of what he knows about his God. The knowledge and the trust of what he places to know that our Jesus, the one who takes care of us, that we lack nothing when we understand the truth of that scripture. The, the scriptures go on and it, it talks about God knows what we need. He says in this scripture, in the verses, it says, he makes me lie down. We have all kinds of reasons why we don't rest. We have all kinds of noble reasons why we don't rest. We're too busy. We don't have time for it. You know, if we rest, we look like um, we're just being slack. No, it is important here. It's not a matter of, oh, you know, rest is a good thought. He makes me lie down. That idea of rest is an incredibly important part of a rhythm of how we journey through. The fact that we need rest in order for us to be able to be uh, rested enough to be able to hear God speak. The following lines, it says that, he refreshes my soul. The fact that we need rest 
Have you ever had a toddler, been around a toddler, where they're cranky, where they are just really playing up, they're fighting sleep, they're carrying on, you like, I've got another nine hours with this child, and all I know, I know, if he just gets some sleep, I'm going to be better off for it, he's going to be better off for it, and the whole family is going to be better off for it. Do we know that? You've experienced that? It is incredibly impacting. What does that look like for us when we don't get rest? How does that impact everything else that we do? How does that impact the the surrounds of people we're interacting with when we're a little bit grumpy like that toddler? It's not refreshing anybody in that space. God over here, sometimes when we're running busy and we're, we, our lives are full and we're not putting in this rhythm of rest into our lives. I know there was a, a season for myself where things were quite busy and things were going, you know, just full speed ahead and, and I, my appendix erupted. And um, I went in for a surgery and um, got it all sorted and everything. I remember someone saying to me, maybe this is God's way of allowing you to rest. I've taken that on board with maybe it just was that. I remember in that time and having the recovery time just being a refreshing time for me. Athletes that are elite athletes know the importance of rest that as part of their training regime, as a part of their performance, a part of how they train to be the peak of who they are, will train and they'll rest. They'll train and then they'll rest. This idea that what the physical body needs is rest, a time to be able to refresh, rework the body, to be able to recover in that space. And if that's what the physical body needs... How much more does our soul need that? How much more does our body and our soul and our mind need that? That as we, as we rest, what it allows, and in this space and time we're in, I believe we've been given a gift of time where all kinds of things have been taken away, stripped away, been, um, been deleted from our calendars. What we have now is a gift of time. How we use that can make a world of difference for when everything resumes. That what we put into place now, what we say that is going to be the important things. I spoke to one person and and their job was lost, but they're saying actually the value of being at home with my kids, I'm contemplating whether I'll go back to work or not. What are those places where we can incorporate rest into the rhythm of who we are? Because in those places when we are rested, what happens is that we start to pay attention to the soul. We start to pay attention to what's going on in our lives. We start to hear the whispers of God to say there's stuff in there that needs to come out. We start to hear that we need to pour out some of that stuff that's clogging up our our souls. The scripture says he refreshes our soul. What happens when we don't pay attention to it, when we keep too busy, when we're not rested, is we ignore the soul. 
And what happens in this place is all kinds of things enter in. There is hurt, there is pain, there is distress, there is all these kinds of things that will enter into our soul when we're rested, when we're able to pay attention to what the soul is saying, we are able to pour those things out to God. We're able to pour the things that aren't of God out and allow him to refresh our soul. Allow him to be able to refresh that and pour in what he needs for us to continue that walk and that journey. The following verses says, even though I walk through the valley of death or even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. David over here now is writing from a different position. You see those first verses where he's saying, he leads, he guides, he makes me, he refreshes me, is this picture of God is in front of him, leading him, guiding him, and he's positioned in front of him and he is leading David along that path. Now we see that whilst he's in the valley, whilst he's in this darkest of valley, God is now positioned right beside him. That he sees that God is positioned right next to him. I'm not sure if you've had a valley experience, and that is a great description of it. It sometimes becomes so overwhelming, so dark, that we lose the location of where God is. That we lose the location of where are you, God? Have you ever had a GPS satellite and you go out somewhere um, out and distant and it says location disconnected or location not connected? It's these experiences that as we walk through those darkest valleys, what David writes and knows very clearly here is he knows who is beside him. He knows who stands with him. In those darkest of times, we can sometimes lose the fact that where is God? Because we become all consumed by the valley. We become all consumed by the circumstances that are coming on. And we need to see and know the location of where God is. We need to see and know and pay attention to what God says. The picture that I was getting, that as we go into a valley... If you've ever walked in a valley and they've got the high sides and the mountains and everything's going on, there's an echo that can come. There's an echo sound that can bounce off the walls in a valley. And I was reminded of a dolphin's echo where they send out a frequency, a high-pitched frequency, where it, it bounces off different things and allows them to see. It actually allows them to see in the darkest, murkiest waters by the echo of what they put out. That frequency that goes out, bounces off things and allows their sight to see where they are going. For each one of us, what is the echo in the valley? We can have an echo of fear where fear is the evidence, is false evidence appearing real. Or we can have faith, that echo of faith, that to believe that the one who stands beside me, the shepherd who is protecting me, who is guiding me, who is with me, that he is the one that walks beside me, that even though it's the darkest valley, I will fear no evil because of the one who stands beside me. That for each one of us that we have to locate, and I say this, location detected, Where is God? And he is right beside you. 
Now, you might be right in the middle of being able to walk through a darkest valley, and it is incredibly hard. And for any one of us that have walked in those positions, sometimes you just get all consumed by this false evidence appearing real. The reality is that as we speak out the faith and the knowledge of who we know God is, that faith to believe that the one who is for us, the one who is leading us, the one who is guiding us, he is right beside us, that he guides us and leads us and he walks with us through every valley. That we too would say, as David said, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil because of he who walks with me, because of he who is beside me, because he is the one who walks in front of me and he walks beside me. We sang those words today, that our God is right beside us, our location of God in that space, that he is moving with us and walking with us. The last part of that is, is that His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Have you seen a picture of a shepherd's staff where it is um, like a stick with a hook on the end? And this idea that what the shepherds would do, that they would um, grab the staff and they would um, grab the sheep, that they would stray and they would wander. They're very fearful um, animals, but they would roam off and go all different directions. When the shepherd wants them to go in the direction where he's going, what he would do is grab that staff, he would hook them around the neck, get them back in line, or he would nudge them to be able to guide them to the place of where he wants them to be. Or then he'll have, the other thing would have a rod of which he would use to be able to protect the sheep, that he would be able to use to be able to arm off anything that would come in harm's way of these sheep. And that he would use that to be able to um, guard the sheep and be able to allow the sheep the freedom to be able to move and walk in the direction of where they want him to. As we um, look to make that choice to be able to go in the direction of where God is calling us, that it might be the fact that you need rest. It might be the fact that you're walking in that, that dark valley now. A picture that I got that um, as I was preparing this message was a pathway that was very clear and it was smooth and it was flat and it was just an easy and clean, neat pathway to go down. And then on the, either side of the pathway, there was like all scrub and bushes and there was ditches and there was rocks and it was bumpy and it was rugged. And a picture I saw was that for many of us, we walk over here where it is bumpy and harder to walk on, but we choose to walk here because for us it's more comfortable. That idea that we are walking and heading in that direction, but it's a bit harder and uncomfortable. But what we are doing here is we're a little bit protected, we're a little bit guarded, We're a little bit like, can I trust God fully? I'll just do this my way because then I'm in control of what I'm doing here. And I feel what God is saying to us, 
for anyone that potentially feels like they're walking along the direction and they're walking in this rugged pathway. That God's saying, come and step across here. That this place is where, you know, we get to place our trust in his hand. That we get to walk alongside him. That we're able to drop down any protective mode in our hearts to say, I fully surrender to you, God. That I want to walk with you and follow you. And that God is calling us to say, come and walk beside me. Come and walk through. Do you know what the shepherd does? As fearful and scared as those sheep can be. That they won't even drink from the water if the water is not still. That the shepherd goes in and he puts rocks and he, he makes it a quiet, still water so the sheep can go and drink. That our God knows what we can handle and he knows what we need. And he says, come and follow me. That he has prepared the way, that he goes before us. And that through every dark and, and horrible valley that we may walk through, he says that he is right beside you. And as we wrap up this morning, that as I was preparing this message, and I felt to pray, um, preach on this Psalm 23, that I was sharing with Ryan, it's like, I'm going to preach from Psalm 23. And he's like, oh, we've got a new song this week. And he was um, playing the song and um, I was listening to it and I'm like, oh, I think those words are actually from Psalm 23. Now, this is a song that our team have written, that a team have um, written this song. They're going to launch it um, right now. That our God is in control of all things and we're going to sing and praise His name through the valley. You see, God is calling us to journey and walk with Him. And through every valley, every season, every situation that He walks with us. We're going to sing this song and it sings those lyrics of we praise Him. This morning, can I pray for us? That as God leads and guides, can I pray that He would be known to you? that if you're facing those valley moments, that he would, you would be able to find him in that situation. And that as you're walking with him, that for each one of us, we would place our trust in his hand. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that you are our shepherd. You are our good shepherd. That you lead us, that you guide us that you go before us, that Jesus, that you prepare the way for us, that Heavenly Father, we pray that through every season, that Lord, that we would know that you are with us. Where there are many walking through difficult times, I pray God that they would sense and know that you are beside them, that they would sense and know that you are walking with them. And that, God, that we pray that your spirit would be at work. Lord, that we would be rested to be able to know those things that are happening in our soul. Lord, God, to be able to be refreshed by you, 
to be able to know you in those spaces more and more, we pray. So God, I pray that your spirit would be at work, that you'd be moving, that you'd be speaking, that you'd be guiding each one of us. As we sing this song that the team have written now, it speaks of praising his name through all any valley. So why don't we sing that as the team lead us?